All right. Good morning, Germany, and welcome into the Pits and Peril podcast. I am your host once again for the week, your faithful commissioner, Anthony Yazaki. And, you know, uh, week after week, we've got a lot of riffraff coming through the Pits and Peril studio. So uh, it's good to be joined today by my only other uh, fellow two-time champion of the Incognito Tab League, Alex Holden. Alex, how are you doing, man? Thank you so much, Kamish. Great to be on and uh, wonderful to chat with you. Tough season, my friend. Tough season. But hey, uh, good to know we're still in the lead with those two two championships and, you know, look forward to getting my third next year. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, man. And, you know, like you said, uh, we both uh, we might be outside of the playoffs looking in this year. But, you know, I think it's a good time of the season to to remind everybody that, you know, at best, they're fighting to join us in the ranks of the, uh, of the in the elite of the league. So, uh, yeah, it's good to just kind of step back and remind ourselves of that. Yeah, and also make sure they all know how important not getting injured is either. You know what I mean? I can't believe Cappy got through this entire season without any major ones. You know what I mean? Um, man, I wish – good luck. Good good for him. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he must have uh, made some good hires on his training squad, you know, on his training team there. But, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, – yeah, you know, luck's a big part of the game, and I think he's definitely had a good amount of that. So uh, we'll see how he sh- how it shakes out for him in the playoffs. But um, yeah, so I think uh, we'll start the start the discussion with just a quick rundown of uh, some of the teams that ended up out of the playoffs, and then we'll jump into uh, some of the more relevant stuff for the relevant uh, rest of the season. You know, injuries, waivers, and then uh, matchups, and of course our bust of the week. So. Um, yeah, hold on. I think uh, we can start with you and I, our matchup over the last uh, last weekend. Um, obviously, I was uh, kind of still mathematically, uh, my pits were still mathematically on the line. So, uh, you know, I played out the played out the week as I would any other. And I guess on your side, I think you were uh, sort of not quite in a win and you're in situation, but you definitely did kind of control your own destiny in a sense there. Uh, so yeah, just, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about kind of what your ma- uh, mindset was coming into that last week and, 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 uh, sort of how it shook out for you. Yeah. You know, this was tough, man. So, you know, look, I would say leading into Monday night football two weeks ago, I thought it would be an uphill battle, but then thank God weather was horrible in Buffalo and, uh, that stupid tight end Knox didn't get like one catch. <laughs> And um, that literally put me on the verge of breaking into the playoffs here after just, you know, just a really rough season on my end. Uh, I I still think, you know, I I didn't draft necessarily that poorly, but hindsight obviously really uh, kicked me in the ass. So, um, you know, look, I was the number six seed. I was 10 points up from Bill the entire time. He wasn't having a great week either. So I just figured, Hey man, well, let's uh, let, you know, let, let's kick this commission's butt who, uh, you know, who's, who's trying not to get waxed here and we're in. Right. And, you know, I, I assumed that Bill wouldn't be, you know, scoring 200 points. I also assumed I wouldn't be scoring 200 points. So I just figured, Hey, as long as we're relatively on par with each other, um, it'd be okay. But, you know, sure enough, um, it's tough to tough to win when one of your quarterbacks gets hurt a little bit. 
Also, Dallas was a tough matchup for Heineke. Kyler Murray wasn't playing like an MVP, hasn't since he's been injured. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, you know what? I rolled the dice to go for it. I figured, hey, you know what? If he's the number, if he's the number one wide receiver, then I need to replace Calvin Ridley. That'll actually put me on the verge of making a deep run in the playoffs. Hey, sorry about that. Yeah, no worries. So, uh, okay, we've just had a little technical issue here, but you were just talking about DeAndre Hopkins and uh, how that might not have turned out for you as you had hoped when you made that yeah. trade. Hey, you know what, man? I wasn't going to win if I didn't have him. And uh, you know what? If I did have him, I figured, yeah, let's see if he's healthy enough to uh, help me get there. So I'm okay with it. You know, that that trade with Franco got a little bit of heat. But again, I, I knew what I was getting into. And uh, at that point, I'd rather have rolled the dice to be great instead of, uh, you know, just be mediocre and, you know, maybe get in and, you know, probably not win. But bottom line with this team, man, I needed my guys who got me here to be good. Uh, Gibson, three points, not happening. McCaffrey out with Hubbard in less than 10 points, not happening. Um, you know, it's just rough, but I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm depressed. Don't get me wrong. I uh, have a couple sessions lined up to, uh, to chat with someone, you know, Brittany, you know, looks at me crying most nights, but <laughs> it's okay. You know, I, I'm going to be back here. It's just tough right now. You know, it's tough. And uh, I hate defeats, especially in this league. But, you know, I look forward to hopefully seeing, uh, you know, like the top, you know, the number six seed winning and don't even know who that is right now because all those other guys, man, ah, God, good for them. 2022, it's rough. You know, it's rough. (laughs) Yeah, it is definitely a uh, bitter pill to swallow to be sort of, you know, you were in sixth place starting the starting the week last week, and to be bumped out of that is uh, and out of the playoffs as well is that's definitely rough. And um, you know, the person who took your place was Bill, and for him, things were looking pretty pretty bleak for a lot of the weekend until things kind of started turning around for him, uh, maybe like Sunday afternoon or so. So um, yeah, and I think he's uh, you know, like you're saying. He's headed to the playoffs with probably not the strongest squad, and that's just not a great place to be when, you know, you're going to be going up against uh, the, the best teams in the league, and then, you know, the top two seeds are uh, are going to be playing again once again next week. So, yeah, I think in terms of your trade, I think you're totally right that, uh, you know, you had to roll the dice and, um, you know, try to make a big move. And, uh, you know, I had done something similar earlier in the season when I made a bunch of trades at once and just kind of, you know, you don't want to be hobbling into the playoffs and you want to, you have to take some swings. And I think we both tried that and uh, obviously it didn't quite work out for us. Exactly. Exactly, man. And it's okay. You know, I'd rather, I'd rather go down swinging than, uh, you know, just stand up at the plate there and watching a, you know, pitch, not even go on, uh, you know, over the plate and call me striked out, you know? So, um, you know, the hashtag, you know, Giants will be back. But anyways, man, yeah, hey, we, we suck. Let's move on to the rest of the guys. It's <laughs> a little more exciting, some more exciting teams with uh, guys that are really trying to trying to win in 2021 here. Yeah, for sure. Actually, just real quick before we do that, though, I did just want to quickly talk about the pits and uh, just Wally, man, year one in the league. Um, it's been a it's been a tough road for him all season. And, you know, he had a really kind of uh, outside shot at escaping the pits this past weekend, but uh, obviously it did not quite work out for him. He went up against the you know highest score of the week, second highest score of the entire season. So 
um, yeah, just a really tough break for him. Uh, week after week, it seems like, you know, he's had some combination of poor performance or bad luck. And, uh, you know, that's how you end up in, in last place. Yeah. I mean, first of all, you know, if you're, if you're a startup franchise, chances are you're going to be one of the worst teams, you know, in that in your inaugural season. So, you know what, like, I feel, you know, Wally has been a tremendous owner. What an upgrade. Holy moly. Uh, can't, can't be happier that he's in the league now, but, um, you know, I will say that there was a preseason ranking that had him extremely high because of his quote unquote depth. And I just want to point out that, you know, Wally, we love you, buddy, but you got to work on that draft strategy. Um, you need some winners in there. And unfortunately for guys like us at the bottom of the list here, we, we needed more of them. So, uh, always next year, but I'll look forward to uh, I'll look forward to the, his day of reckoning here with the bits. Yeah, for sure. No, like you're saying, what an upgrade he's been over over Rob. For you know, he's he's actually participated for the whole season, and uh, he's really brought something extra to the group chat and the podcast. So yeah, hats off to Wally for that. Um, but I do think, like you're saying, the kind of lack of experience in this kind of competitive competitive league did show up, I think, uh, especially at the end of the season where, you know, I think he had a real outside shot at protecting his pits. And part of that, you know, if he was going to pull that off, he was really going to have to do the move where he uh, picked up Mike Glennon at the end of the season to block Ace from having a second starting quarterback. And I think just the the oversight there, you know, is a little, uh, you know, obviously – in hindsight, it didn't matter, but in that situation, you just want to be doing everything you can to sort of put yourself in a position to, to protect your pits. And, you know, he failed to do that. And I think, um, you know, I think that's the kind of mistake that probably doesn't happen in a year two for Wally. Yeah, exactly. And I just want to just start this just to be fair to him. You know, Patrick Mahomes had a huge slump this year, which no one saw coming. And that's just really bad luck, as we were been talking about. Uh, Terry McLaren, I had him high on my draft boards as well. I think that dude is a stud. But uh, the guy also wasn't performing what Wally needed him to be for, you know, the great part of the season. I get it, Washington offense, but still that dude, um, even just getting a lot of targets can be a 10-point minimum guy week to week, right? So, you know what, I there was bad luck here. Um, but at the same time, to your point, Twiz, there was just, he, he needed a little bit of experience. He needed a little bit of, uh, you know, you know, kind of harsh reality to, you know, help him out year two, three. And, you know, he's not going to win next year because, you know, either you or I going to do that. But uh, hopefully, hopefully in coming years, he's uh, at least in the playoffs and uh, it really makes a run. Yeah, for sure. And just to just put a, like a final point on that experience thing, you know, I'm looking at the the, the full complete standings for the league and, Wally actually, uh, you know, obviously he's got 10 Bitcoin left um, in his reserves. Obviously, I think that was uh, left over from the, the Glennon uh, debacle. But he also made uh, 17 transactions over the whole season, which is by far the fewest in the league. And, you know, um, I think, you know, if you're in 10th place, by definition, you probably could have used some uh, stronger players on your bench uh, off of waivers and everything. So probably... Uh, a little bit of lack of management there uh, overall just kind of hurt him. And I think, again, the type of thing that I think will uh, probably get fixed uh, next season. 
Yeah, for sure. You know, seven, that's definitely low. It's inter- That's an interesting stat that I haven't really thought of much. I mean, I'm usually at the leaderboard of that, which I have this year again. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's like, look, when you draft solid, you can be, you know, the number two, number three team, number four team with, you know, less than 30. Um, you know, they're right around that 25 mark. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think when you're in Wally's position, this happened to me last year, so I'm speaking from a little bit of experience. When you don't have a true number one starter, you're not necessarily sure who to start per week. And when you're always playing a guessing game with so many guys who you're going to actively play on the roster. So even if he, you know, used up the rest of that Bitcoin, it becomes a guessing game. And, uh, you know, in this, you know, it, it, and that's just too much. Guess with one or two guys. You can't guess with five guys. Um, so anyways, uh, Wally, we love you. Uh, good luck next year, buddy. Yep. Okay. Well, with that, let's uh, let's move on to some of the uh, teams that are left uh, in the playoffs. Let's start with uh, you know injuries and waivers. Um, you know, I think we've only got two matchups going on this week, so most of the injury and uh, waiver news we can just cover in the matchups. So there was just two other things that I wanted to bring up here. Number one, uh, I think probably the most consequential uh, injury from the last week was uh, Lamar Jackson, of course, who is on Cappy's team, who has a bye. So he is really uh, probably counting his blessings right now that he uh, managed to pull off that second seed and get a bye here in the first week because, um, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure if Lamar has really been the kind of, you know, just like supernova that he would see, you know, occasionally in the past. But, uh, you know, definitely is a solid, solid, solid QB1. And I think uh, Cappy is, Cappy would be hurting without him. Oh my God. With Cappy's team, if he didn't get this buy, he'd be screwed. Uh, Austin Eckler is also questionable. Uh, I guess he's been questionable for a few weeks now, but it seems to be, um, you know, it won't get the full work workload this week. I see a cue on Leonard Fournette, um, even Ben Roethlisberger, which I'm shocked that he's, you know, his number two quarterback, you know, is, has got a questionable sign on him. So yeah, man, uh, Hey, you know what? Cappy deserves this. You know, he put together a squad, scored a lot of points, won a lot of games. So uh, he gets this number two bye, and, you know, a, uh, hopefully his guys heal up in time for, what is it, week 16? Week 16. Yeah, man. And yeah, for sure. I think uh, just looking through his roster here. Yeah, right. He hasn't really had much uh, experience, much injury throughout the season, but uh, he kind of had a tidal wave of them hit him you know, this past weekend. And again, like you're saying, it really just kind of highlights how important it is to get that first round by here. So, yeah. At the same time, I think he scored. Oh, did he, hold on. Did he not win last week? Maybe I'm getting confused. What was his point total last week? Um, I actually don't know. I just get confused by all these team names. So oh, bad, yeah. But... Yeah. Yeah. You know what? He did get hit a little bit. It was, it was 116. So yeah, you know what? He still um, had a good enough. Uh, you know, get well, and uh, we'll see where it goes in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, yeah, I guess the other uh, sort of major – well, yeah, I think the 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 sort of waiver pickup of the week was uh, Rashad Penny, who I believe Cappy picked up for, I think it was 28 Bitcoin. So, uh, yeah, that was the kind of one and only major transaction of the week. Uh, otherwise, there was some sort of tinkering with, you know uh, – kickers defenses and a couple of other sort of like you know zero fab type players but um yeah i guess rashad penny going into the playoffs i mean it's i think probably hard to to trust anybody from that seattle backfield but he did put up a 137 yards and two touchdowns this past weekend so i think if there's a 
there's a dart throw that's looking good. Uh, it's probably got to be him. Right. And, you know, with guys like that, despite if Seattle's running game is any good or not, there's a volume play here that, you know, look, Cappy had the Bitcoin first of all. So he saved his reserves. There's not a lot of guys you're going to spend a lot of Bitcoin on right now. So I get it from that standpoint. Um, but, you know, if you just have found a new volume back and you're getting a little beat up is what we were saying here, you know, that could be, you know, your locked in flex guy at worst, one of your, you know, two uh, top running backs to, you know, not make that like a hole in your roster. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, Seattle is a crappy team um, aside when they play the Niners and, uh, you know, look, I, we've all seen volume and what it can do for you. So if he's the goal line guy and he gets, you know, 20 carries a game, a touchdown, even if it's only 50 yards, you know, he's still looking at a, at a solid week uh, to, to, to hopefully beat the other guy, you know, so um, good for him. <laughs> you know, uh, he just managed his rosters much better than I did. So good for him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. I guess in terms of, you know, just injuries waivers, the one other thing I want to talk about is just this huge spike that we're seeing in COVID cases right now uh, across pretty much all sports in the U S I think uh, NFL, NBA have both had sort of, you know, peak uh covid cases over the last week and so you know i was kind of coming into the season expecting that uh we would have more of this throughout the year like we did last season and you know covid really hasn't been much of an issue you know except for just a couple of uh just isolated cases here and there but now it seems like uh it, it, it just really reminiscent of last season with you know i think this week the browns have like close to like 20 players and coaches test positive and, and be in the covid protocol so wow what a time to what a time to be uh having this omicron thing just uh run through the league right as we're heading into the playoffs yeah yeah i mean <laughs> it sucks for fear if you're there but you know i think the interesting thing is for me with covid this year compared to last this year, I don't think you have like a bunch of knuckleheads, you know, going to clubs and, you know, really, um, you, you know, just just really kind of cra- crapping on the uh, COVID protocols. I think this year, um, at least Except for Urban Meyer. Mean, well, I mean, Urban Meyer, who, you know, I, I think the only Jacksonville Jaguar worth playing nowadays is James Robinson. So, you know, hey, N- Nikki, heads up, buddy. But, um, <laughs> you know, outside of that. Uh, you know, these guys are just getting it from being in life, which is kind of kind of the reality of where we are with a lot of, you know, COVID cases generally, at least in uh, folks that are trying to uh, keep safe, you know, so um, it could happen to anybody. Um, you know, we're just talking up Cappy a little bit. We haven't, I don't want to talk about Franco very much, but, you know, our top two seeds could easily get, you know, last minute COVID case right before their uh, matchups before week 16, you know what I mean? And so it's a total kicker, who knows? Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't affect this lead too much because I frankly want to see, you know, some guys, whoever wins win fair and square, as opposed to having that asterisk of some last minute COVID case. Yeah, for sure. And I think, uh, just the one thing to keep in, uh, keep an eye on here is just, uh, the fact that Nikki and Ace are, are sitting on a lot of Bitcoin. Nikki's got 37, Ace has 32. And then otherwise Cappy has the most at, at 16. So, uh, you know, I, I've been uh, I've been wondering what those guys are planning with uh, all this Bitcoin that they're hoarding till the end of the season. But, you know, it's looking like it might pay off for them if, if COVID really does prove to be a, a big problem during the playoffs. Nikki and Ace controlling the bank. No way. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think we've uh, oh. that's just some pretty deep depth in the, in the group chat. And, you know, I think there's uh, 
you know, there, there might be a, a particular characteristic that they have in common among them as the, as the top Bitcoin holders at this point in the season. What, they're both white? Yeah, probably. Yeah, exactly. um, Man. yeah you know, the only thing that, you know, I, I don't know why, maybe, you know, maybe they need to learn a little bit more about the Bitcoin, just being a little more aggressive. But the reality is, you know, if you've got a fair amount of Bitcoin, at least comparatively to other teams right now, you know, they're pretty much injury proof, right? You know, they can, if anything happens to one of their top guys and there's a clear backup, and first of all, I don't know why you wouldn't have that backup on your roster right now, but if you don't for whatever reason, um, you know, that could be your ticket to, uh, you know, fixing a really, really big potential issue coming up. So, um, you know, hey, we'll see. This is the first year with Bitcoin and I loved it, loved it so far. It's been a, it's been a really cool feature to the league and, um, you know, we'll see, uh, we'll take notes on how uh, the Bitcoin is managed in the playoffs here. All right. Yeah. And uh, with that, I think uh, let's just jump straight into the playoff matchups here. Um, the first one I've got on the docket is uh, Nikki's matchup. Um, he is currently projected to win by about 10 points, according to Yahoo. Um, Nikki's got, uh, I believe Jalen Hurts was out this past week. I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he, he's likely to be coming back. Um George Kittle was out for a while for Nike, but he's been just fucking crushing it, as we've all seen uh, every week pretty much since he's been back. And I think, you know, there was actually a big piece of news for Nikki last night with Urban Meyer being fired at Jacksonville. And, I mean, I think that's got to raise your confidence in, in, in James Robinson, right, I think, uh, moving forward into the playoffs here. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple of things here. Number one, Nikki is getting healthy at the right time. Getting Alvin Kamara back is the first thing we need to talk about with his team. That is a stud running back, you know, 0.5. He's even more than a running back one, right? You know, that guy, the entire offense is going to be fed through him. So, you know, Nikki is, was missing him. You know, if any of us um, had a team built like Nikki and we didn't have Kamara on it, that'd be a problem. He's got him back. Um, to your point about James Robinson and the firing, I mean, I don't know why Jacksonville brought in Urban Meyer from the start. I just thought, I mean, we all knew it, right? Like, it seems like everyone knew it except that Shazad Khan owner that this was a bad idea, right? But look, you know, if you look at James Robinson, he's playing Houston this week. I mean, assuming healthy, I can imagine that um, offense just taking a conservative approach, you know, so you literally using your number one running back, right? So he's got Houston this week. He's got the Jets in um, week 16. And then obviously the, you know, if Nikki gets that far, they're playing New England, which is a slightly different story. But at least for the foreseeable future, I can see a really pulled back offense, running running game much more, assuming James Robinson is healthy versus two really good matchups for him. So um, that actually, to me, looks like a potential surprise in a positive way as uh, Nikki competes in this uh, first round here. Yeah, for sure. I was thinking that I might make James Robinson my my bust of the week just because of the coaching situation. And, you know, he looks like he has a great matchup against Houston. And I thought that he might bust there just because of, of Meyer. But now I've, I've taken him off of that uh, out of consideration there. Um, and to your point about Kamara, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely one of the, you know, kind of most just exciting players to watch in the league, probably. I mean, the dude is just I mean, he's like a fucking cheat code when you watch him play. But I guess the one thing I'd say about him this week is that he is going up against the Tampa defense. And he also has uh, 
Taysom Hill at quarterback, which I just don't know. I think that just, you know, I'm not sure if that'll be bad for him necessarily, but it does just leave me with a, with a few question marks there. For for sure, in if that team had Drew Brees and, uh, you know, Michael Thomas, so literally a couple of other guys, but the way Payne has been calling that offense this year, it's just run through Kamara. So if he's not literally rushing the ball, he's going to be catching the ball, right? That's what's so dynamic about that guy. And if he's healthy, um, you know, look, he's going to get the goal lines. He's going to get, you know, all those passes. You know, who else are you throwing to in that offense? So I, I see what you mean. Um, I, I, I just don't expect him them to try to run him up the middle too often. What I expect is just that really quick passing game and screen game and, you know, basically, you know, the things that have been beating Tampa through the air throughout the year. Um, I mean, if you want to go back, though, to uh, to bust of the week, I actually have kind of a this is going to sound a little crazy, but just bear with me here. And uh, my bust for the week is likely going to be Justin Herbert. And I'm putting it on the record right now. And, uh, you know, I'm sure Nikki doesn't want to hear this twiz. I'm sure you're furrowing your brow with you know, <laughs> why the hell would I say Justin Herbert, but here's the deal. The first matchup versus the chargers and the chiefs, the chiefs were hurting and the chargers kicked their ass. Just, it was a beat down. If you remember, I was shocked because, you know, that was kind of the first indication to me that a Patrick Mahomes had a problem, but B their defense was really bad. Right. And so, you know, fast forward to now, the Chiefs defense has been one of the best defenses in the league over the past few weeks. I mean, they have been destroying teams, right? I mean, obviously, the Raiders aren't like, oh, my God, the Raiders and the Broncos, what, whatever. But the way that they're winning games isn't just like a Patrick Mahomes, you know, like turning it back on. It's that defense looking like a Super Bowl caliber defense. And combined with the fact that there is no doubt in my mind that Chiefs team remembers that first matchup this year, I could just see them literally just destroying them, you know, and especially on their own turf is their kind of mark, hey, we're back. Um, to me, there's a lot of reason to be concerned about Herbert um, that completely just goes off any projected numbers or um, any quantitative analysis of what's going on. I'm just going with a bunch of guys that might be pissed off and playing really, really well right now. So uh, that's my only real concern with this team. The rest of it I can see is going to play out pretty well with the potential upside by James Robinson. Yeah, no, I think, um, you know, on, on your Herbert point, you know, like you're saying, it's not a, you know, it's probably not where I'd go in terms of the bust of the week, but, you know, I do, I do see what you're saying. Um, you know, they're playing, uh, yeah, they're playing Casey tonight, a Thursday night game. You know, I think short week things, you know, things can get a little weird on Thursday nights, first of all. Um, and, you know, I, but on the other hand, I think Herbert just looks like a fucking wizard on the field. So, yeah, I, I, that'll be interesting to watch because, you know, I think at this point, I think some of the kind of conventional wisdom, if I'm not mistaken about beating Kansas City, is to is try to run the ball and control the clock and keep Mahomes off the field. And so, you know, if if Eckler and the running back group are, are you know, performing, you know, early on in the game, and if, uh, you know, let's say the Chargers can jump out to like, a, you know, early lead or something like that, I could see them really trying to just uh, grind out the clock and, um, you know, just sort of keep the ball away from Mahomes and play the play the possession game, even though that's definitely kind of 
not the style of a, of a sort of high powered offense like this, but, you know, I think the chiefs as they're coming, you know, rounding into form a little bit here, I think uh, teams might be falling back a little bit on kind of the tried and true sort of way of going after them. For sure. For sure, man. And, you know, hey, look, Eckler is likely not going to take a full workload tonight, which indicates to me that Eckler is likely not super healthy. So that's kind of another layer here where when Eckler's in, to your point, that offense looks, you know, unbeatable. But when he's not, then you got a little bit more of a problem. And um, I, I can just see it. I can see it tonight. To your point, Thursday games are weird. Um, but anyways, moving on. I, uh, I love Justin Herbert. Hope for the best. But um, I, I can see it. I, I, out, of all, out of all these matchups, I, I can really see that one. Yeah. And I guess last player I wanted to mention here is just James Conner. I believe, uh, you know, he's been one of the waiver pickups of the year, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I believe he got injured, you know, on the last play or second to last play of his uh, last game. And I think, uh, I believe he missed practice yesterday. And so, who knows how uh, you know how much of a workload he'd get this week if he plays. But then the other kind of wrinkle here is also that Chase Edmonds is going to be coming back at some point soon. And so just uh, Connor's kind of outlook for the rest of the playoffs might be a little bit, uh, you know, trending downward a little bit, just given that he's likely to see a, you know, that he's injured and he's also likely to see a uh, smaller workload. Yeah. You know, just looking at it, uh, yeah, I, this week is the week you want to play James Conner. But again, assuming he goes on, I want to play James Conner versus Indianapolis. You know, like I love that Detroit matchup, but Indy is a different type of beast of a team and how they're going to and how they're going to deal with the running game. So, you know, look, from Nikki's point of view, you know, it's about seeing what James Robinson has, you know, hoping, hoping James Conner plays this week, you know, getting the best out of both of them this week. And then next week, if he makes it past, um, you know, past this round, uh, playing James Robinson is that number two back. And then perhaps like just looking at his roster now, like, you know, putting in like a Russell Gage um, in your flex, in your flex there, mainly because he's kind of one of the two main targets uh, for Matt Ryan. And especially in week 16, he's playing Detroit. So, you know, I think that's what I would hope for more most, but to your point, who knows with the injuries, man. I mean, for all we know, he's going to get COVID on Saturday too. So uh, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Um, All right. Anything else there? Should we move on to the ACE versus Bill matchup? Yeah, let's move on to ACE versus Bill. Um, I, uh, yeah, it's, it's a big one. (laughs) It's a big one. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, the only kind of, I think, really relevant piece of sort of injury or transaction news here is just uh, Bill picking up Michael Carter, um, who I believe is returning from IR, uh, you know, is scheduled to come back this week, I believe. And it's a bit of a full circle moment for Bill because he did trade for Michael Carter earlier, uh, got him from Frank, dropped him, and now he has picked him back up. So, um yeah, that's the kind of the one piece of uh, transaction news there. And otherwise, you know, if we're just going off the projections here, it looks like Ace is just the heavy, heavy favorite. And uh, he has a absolutely stacked uh, starting lineup for sure. Yeah, I mean, look, despite what happens in the playoffs, I, you know, I applaud Ace. He got, he got the pits last year, you know, just last season. And here he is, the number three seed. He was number two seed for a little bit um, with the team that looks like studs, you know, uh, obviously, you know, getting Dalvin cook back so quickly was very additive, but 
um, he got studs. Um, you know, he was managed to not have like a true number one quarterback when you think about it on his on his squad all um, all year. But um, he's had dominant wide receivers in running in a running game that you know he he didn't really need it at least to this point. So um, yeah, Ace looks like the you know the the dominant favorite here. But um, if you want to talk about of how Bill could win this game, um, you know I think it starts with Russell Wilson putting up just a like a I am Russell Wilson game versus the um, versus the Rams and you know we all know he has it in him like just going to Metcalf and you know Lockett kind of all game ironically Lockett is on Ace's team so hopefully more Metcalf than Lockett <laughs> but um you know Russ can put up you know 25 30 spot um just to kind of balance out some of the numbers that he's not going to be getting um you know from you know just from other parts of his roster um you know that to me is kind of the path to success and you know Cordell Patterson uh Marquise Brown I mean Marquise Brown is probably the biggest concern mainly because you know he's likely not going to have his quarterback so you know I'd say like Wilson Patterson um Hilaire finally turning it on this year versus maybe uh you know actually that's actually a point the Chargers have had you know a solid defense but they've had one of the worst running defenses um this whole year so you know you could I could you know you can easily see a you know a, a Edwards Hilaire um legit game tonight um just versus a really bad defense so I say if you get like really good games out of those and obviously you know, Aces guys need to not perform to their level. You know, it, it, it'll be a closer matchup, but uh, it, it'll be tough. This is this is a tough one. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, like you're saying, uh, you know, with Bill starting either Teddy Bridgewater or or some other kind of just you know uh, super just a non noteworthy quarterback. I think you're right that Russ uh, Russ is just going to be. He's, he, he needs a big game out of Russ, absolutely for sure. And I think the other name that pops out to me is just Mike Evans. He's a guy that can, you know, he can score three touchdowns any given game. And he's he's one of those kind of Tyreek Hill type of uh, just boomer bust players. And I think he's just going to he's going to need a big game out of him, because like you said, uh, Hollywood Brown doesn't have his quarterback. Um and, you know, Cordell Patterson has been another one of the top kind of waiver guys of the season, but he's also, I don't think he, I think he's very consistent, but not really like a huge kind of, uh, you know, boom or bust type of player, which is, I think, what Bill would actually need this week a little bit more than consistency is like a higher variance and a higher potential just uh, sort of score, uh, total score. And then, you know, on, on Ace's side, like you're saying, yeah, I mean, huge credit to him for really turning it around from uh, being in the pits last year. And, uh, you know, hopefully Wally can uh, try to figure out something similar. But, yeah, I think Ace, you know, the one thing I wouldn't have uh, predicted at the beginning of the season is that Saquon would miss so much time and, you know, not play so well when he was on the field. And yet, you know, Ace can absolutely afford for Saquon to not be his running back one just because he's got so much firepower in the uh, among his wide receivers. I think Jamar Chase was one of the definitely one of the picks of the draft this year. And, um, you know, and he's got just other just locked in guys like Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, you know, so. I think uh, this is definitely Ace's matchup to lose. And, you know, I, I definitely see him uh, pulling this off. And, you know, actually. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
Yep. No, no, go, go, go on. Go on. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, no, since you mentioned the bust of the week already, I was going to actually, my, my bust of the week here is going to be Carson Wentz. Um, mm. I'm not sure if this will be enough for, uh, for, to give Bill the matchup, but I do think just, um, you know, he's, Wentz is going up against Bill Belichick and New England. And, you know, I think uh, Belichick's game plan is definitely going to be to take away Jonathan Taylor and, and make Carson Wentz beat them. And, you know, I, I think uh, we've just seen enough from Wentz that he just kind of crumbles under, you know, any kind of sort of pressure, really. And he's just liable to do some really, really inexplicable things. And that's just not the team, not the defense, not the coach you want to be sort of uh, where, where you want to be going off script and doing weird things like throwing, you know, left-handed, underhanded passes and stuff like that. So I, I, I could see Wentz having a really, uh, really tough go this week. For sure. And, you know, hey, who knows if Herbert's going to be a bust. Like, I, I could easily be wrong. I just see it. With Wentz, see, you know, with Wentz and Garoppolo, you, you guys all know how much of a Garoppolo guy I am. Like, to me, these guys are on their best day at QB2. You know what I mean? So, you know, for Bust of the Week, I'm like, all right, like, yeah, Wentz, like, could easily put up a stinker, but I, I don't anticipate Ace winning because of Wentz or Garoppolo, even if they're, you know, on the one of their best weeks, you know. I just see Ace winning with that wide receiver core and, you know, one of two or two of his two running backs just going off like nuts, right? So um, I, I hear you. I, I just like my, my expectations for Carson. One of my buddies in my NBA program is a big Philly guy. So he and I talk Carson once all the time and like once just sucks. <laughs> right? yeah. Like he sucks. And, you know, it's, 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 it's rough. He, he put up an MVP year, you know, early on in his career. But for whatever reason, guys don't like him. You know, he, there's just something up with that guy that, um, you know, hey, he can, you know, throw the ball to uh, Jonathan Taylor a handful of times and maybe inflate his numbers there versus New England, which might happen, but I'm with you, man. I mean, I just, Saturday game, New England, uh, (laughs) yikes. Yeah. (laughs) Get get the ice packs ready. (laughs) Yeah, no, and and to your point that, that Wentz just isn't very good, yeah, totally agreed. And, you know, I think you've definitely gone out on the limb quite a bit more than I did in terms of who the bust is going to be just because I don't think, uh, you know, obviously expectations are much lower for Wentz than, than Herbert to begin with. But, um, okay. Was there, uh, yeah, we're, we're past the 30 minute mark here. So was there anything else you wanted to mention about this, uh, about this matchup before we get into some final predictions? Yeah, just anything can happen. And, you know, Bill by the numbers looks like he's going to get whooped here, but um, I, you know, I fully anticipate, a closer matchup than what the in numbers indicate and um we'll see man uh, this, this is a great time of year i'd rather i'd rather be in bill's position right now uh, you guys talking about how it's going to be an uphill battle for me but that's okay you know this will uh this will be good yeah for sure i mean you know uh it's anything can happen in this game as we know and you know it just finds the game finds new ways to beat you down every week in new ways to cause pain. So uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of pain is still headed somebody's way over the next few weeks as, uh, as, the, playoff, as the playoffs play yeah. out. I mean, that's not true. This game is really more pain than it is, you know, than it is happy nowadays, isn't it? But uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll take the pain in stride, but um, all right, man. So yeah. Final predictions. Yeah, man. What's your, uh, yeah, let's hear it, man. Championship prediction. Uh, who, who's who's going to be our uh, gold star winner for the season? So assuming that Cappy's 
um, injuries aren't bad, so they'll be back primarily in week 16. I'll put it down as the final, um, as the championship game. Actually, is this even mathematically possible if it'd be, um, you know, uh, Ace versus Cappy? Is that possible? Um, I believe no. It would, or actually, no. In the final, it would be possible. Okay. No, so, it's not. No, it's no. not. Sorry, I'm I'm getting all the team names confused because Ace is the providers and ta- uh, Cappy is toddler. So yeah, no, they're on the same side of the bracket. So they would see each other uh, in the semifinal next week. Okay, so I'll, I'll rephrase. I think those two are the top teams. Um, you know, I, I do think ultimately Ace is going to win this week, um, you know, with a better performance from Bill's team, but it's just a lot of firepower you got to deal with. Um, you know, when it comes to Franco, I think he had, Franco has been the number one seed for a while. Uh, his team slowed down a bit as of late. Um, I see that he's got Taysom Hill in that number two a spot. Uh, you know, Josh Allen's a little beat up. Um, you know, I, I just see a really amazing team in Franco, but I see a better team with um, Ace and Cappy at their best. So I'll say those t- guys are kind of my top two. And uh, ultimately with matchups, uh, gosh, um, uh, what do you think, man? I'll, let, me, let me get back to me on that one. I'll, I'll get my final pick in a second here. What, what, what do you think at least for, for your top guy? Yeah, so I think you're right that in terms of roster strength, definitely, uh, you know, Cappy and, and Ace are the two team two teams that I'd be looking at. But I want to I want to dig a little deeper there, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually I want to pick Nikki as my as my winner for the season. Um, I think uh, between uh, Herbert and Jalen Hurts as quarterbacks, he's just he's totally set there. Um, you know, I, he's got. Godwin, Deontay Johnson, and Hunter Renfro right now in his wide receiver slots. And all of these guys are kind of, you know, maybe aside from Godwin, but these are all just like super, super steady players who can also kind of pop any week. And they're also under the radar. Like who would have been thinking that Hunter Renfro would be this productive this deep into the season, you know, and between, you know, Alvin Kamara, George Kittle, these guys and like – you know, I, I don't think on paper this is as as strong of a team as like we were saying, Cape, uh, Cappy and Ace. But I just have a, I, I just kind of have a feeling that he's going to go on a little run here. And um, okay, I don't know if I I've got cut off here. Holden says he can't hear me, but uh, I'll just wrap it up right now and say that yeah, I think Nikki's going to win, and uh, I'll uh, leave it at that for now, guys. And we'll be uh, yeah. Tune back in next week for uh, more Pits and Peril. See you guys later. See you guys. Cheers.